Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up one day away from the season opener in 2023 for your Chicago Cubs. Uh, hashtag vibe with us. Luke, vibe with us. Cody, Corey, all ready to go. Ryan Herrera might join us, but he is at Wrigley right now. Uh, getting ready to watch the workout and do some interviews at Wrigley. If he gets a break in there, he's going to join us with updates live from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Beautiful. Uh, don't historic. forget. Oh, by the way, <laughs> big event tomorrow. The three of us will also be at Country Club 3462 North Clark live show tomorrow. Opening day extended one hour pregame show from 11 to 12 at the Country Club Clark Street. Beautiful place. We're going to have merch giveaways. RSVP at allchgo.com right now. It's free, but you got to RSVP. We're going to have merch giveaways, drink deals, food deals, good times. Heck, you might even get on the live podcast pregame show. So make sure you show up at Country Club. Hope to see you there if you're in and around Wrigley Field. Let's get this podcast started with the breaking news. You want it? The big breaking news? We are alive. We've all been waiting for. Yes. The most anticipated news of the offseason. Been waiting. Maybe the most anticipated news since the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. People forget that. (laughs) Here it is. Who did? The Cubs won the World Series in 2016. Oh, right, right. We have a dope merch alert. New, fresh, and hot off the presses for opening day. Not one, but two hot. Fresh shirts, the sick drip is coming to CHGO this season. We're out there now, folks. You can go to allchgo.com. Go to the CHGO locker. Sign up to be a diehard, and while you're there, oh, look at these new shirts. Look at the new shirts. The one with the CHGO ivy we liked it. We call it the CHGO ivy. It's got the ivy around the brick, which shows CHGO, the 312, you know, look dual note that's our friend goose island and also of course chicago 312 on the back side on your back right above right below your neck beautiful historic now the other shirt is one that i know Corey's getting immediately beautiful <laughs> and historic the little chgo logo this is dope merch we've had dope merch before but now cubs fans the diehards out there, you've got your dope merch. So if you're listening to this on podcast form and you're on Spotify, first of all, give us a thumbs up, the likes, and all those positive reviews. But second of all, make sure you go to the YouTube page and check this out and then go to allchgo.com to find out where you can get yours because we've got all kinds of sizes and we're ready to print these bad boys up. Uh, what do you think? They're sick. What do you think of the dope merch? They're sick. Uh, I'm getting the beautiful historic – uh, as fast as humanly possible as soon as the show is over. I'm getting it. I might buy five just for like my entire family. So uh yeah, now it, it it's been it is been a long time coming. We haven't dropped a shirt in a while. So uh I hope everyone likes it. Let's like let's go because uh it's exciting stuff. It's a good way. I, I feel like we're building a ton of momentum going into 2023 starting tomorrow. So uh you know Get your shirts and rep rep CHGO when the Cubs are on. The drip is so sick. Corey took his glasses off. He, <laughs> he was so impacted by the shirts. He was like, hold on a second. Did I see what I saw with glasses? Now he's taking it on with just his bare eyes. I need I need my good? I need my shady rays. The future's so bright for the <laughs> Chicago Cubs and, and our dope merch. But I mean, you guys know I love Pat Hughes. Anything about Pat Hughes. Now we've got Pat Hughes-related merch. Of course, beautiful historic Wrigley Field is how he starts every broadcast. We'll hear it tomorrow. I know we heard it a little bit in the spring. He was on marquee, but it's it's not real until you get that first one in the regular season, and it's nothing sounds better than that first Pat Hughes sign-on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the chat, Chicago Mike Cubs already asking for hot dog there. photos, by the way. Oh, Hot dog photos start tomorrow, too. Corey's yeah. hot dog photos. Can't wait. Been waiting since what early October for one of those hot dogs, you know? <laughs> Can't wait. 
first of all, the chat is firing and live. It's the best way to take on the CHGO Cubs podcast and be a part of it. Um, so make sure you subscribe to our CHGO YouTube page. It's really firing today. I saw Collada already said, those are nice, but where is the Ricketts is cheaper? <laughs> Collada, we're not going to let you bring us down today. We're no, not today. Away from the season opener. Give us a week. Give us a week of happiness and excitement. And then the cheap negative comments can come back. We, you, we'll let the Godfather be the Thank Godfather you. all season, except for mm-hmm. today and tomorrow. Yep. Those are the and- two. And we let him be the Godfather all off season. We let we let him That's be him. We, we let him be him. You be you. Every day, every week of the year. But tomorrow and this weekend, and at least through half of next week, please just let us let us be excited. Let us let us be optimistic. All right. <laughs> Come on. If you're in the chat today, hit the like button for us. We're yeah. one. We finally got through the off season, and while you're there. Sneak on over after the show or maybe multitask and pick up your brand new dope merch from the CHGO locker. This is the official preseason preview show for CHGO Cubs. So we got a lot to get to. We're going to give a lot of hot predictions. Cody's fortunate that we're not in studio for this one because the construction's still going on there. So I can't hit him with the water bottle to shake the reality into him. So anything he says, he's safe in the confines of his home. So the friendly confines of Cody's apartment will keep him safe, even if he does have something totally outrageous to predict. We'll, well get to those predictions. After after I responsibly placed a wager on Jamison Tyon to win Cy Young, it was a very clear sign that Luke needs to bring the spray bottle into the office by Monday. <laughs> it was a, I mean, shit, he might as well bring it to, to, to the show tomorrow or the pregame show tomorrow. I, even I, even I was like, I need to be sprayed with a bottle right now as I placed that bet. So don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Uh, by the way, also, you know, first we had the dope merch drop, which was the key to the show. Then we're going to have our hot predictions, which will be fun. And somewhere in the middle there, important business, extremely important business. We are going to decide the rules and regulations for this year's who you got competition. And Ryan, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, politicians around the country have been trying to decide which side of the aisle they fall on this. And as commissioner, I will lead the conversation. That's also coming up later in this podcast. But let's get to let's get to a, a basic question right off the top, Corey. I want to know: Was the off season a success in your eyes? I think for what the stated goals were from Jed Hoyer and the organization, I think to us fans who are, you know, always going to hold this organization to the highest expectations. We talk a lot about ticket prices, the Forbes, you know, four plus billion dollar valuation. Um, You know, so I think we would hold them to a higher standard. I think as fans, we would like to be going into every year, predicting them to be a juggernaut, a World Series contender up there with the likes of the Dodgers, you know, now the Padres in the last few years, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, But I think given the stated goals from Jed Hoyer and the organization and just kind of the bill of goods that they've been selling us in terms of what they're building and, you know, the next great Cubs team maybe not being right now, I think, yes, I think the team is unquestionably better than last year. The floor is a lot higher. Um, You're still in that position where you're going to be relying on breakouts and guys reclaiming their career and things like that in order to really be great or good and, and competing for the playoffs. But, you know, I, so my, my answer is technically yes, but I think a lot of us, continue to hold the organization to a higher standard than I think they're at right now. But if you listen to them, they're building toward that. That's my answer. It's very detailed. That's very detailed of you. It was a little wishy-washy. I'm not going to lie. It was, look, you know, you didn't quite go one way or the other, but I like it. That's what I know what Cody's going to say. To quote Mac from It's Always Sunny, Luke, I'm playing both sides. So I always come out on top. (laughs) Great show, by the way. 
Uh, so that was the off season a success. Um, I would say I would lean on the, the edge of yes, just because the team is significantly better. And, um, you know, based, I mean, one thing that we argued about at the beginning of last year was the, about the term, uh, what does competitive mean? And yeah. Tom Ricketts has openly stated that they are trying to win the NL central this year. So in my opinion, if things don't go right, then yeah, I guess we can, I mean, our yelling and screaming isn't probably going to do much more, but I, all I'm saying is you could then hold them to an even higher standard um, than last year in a way, if, if things don't go well this year. Uh, so, you know, I, I will, I, I do think that they, they made very solid additions and got the big free agent shortstop that they needed uh, we can sit here and argue if Swanson is the right one or not in five years, whenever we see what Turner and um, Bogarts and Correa are doing. Um, but Dansby Swanson on this team significantly makes the team better at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I would say this, the offseason was a success. Uh, perhaps the one thing they could have done that, um, you know, maybe would have heightened or put the ceiling higher is, you know, get a starting pitcher that I guess is a little bit more proven. Um, but I also like where they're headed in terms of the pitching. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're uh, playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. So hey, that's where I'm at. <laughs> all, all I know is it's vibe with us right now. The Absolutely. chat is on fire. Almost everybody's saying successful off season. Even Michael Collada says, I'm trying to be positive for CHGO. In all caps, the Cubs had a great offseason. Put it on a shirt. Print it up right now. That should be the shirt. Everybody feels good before opening day. Hope springs eternal right now. Like Cody said, you may have a different answer midway through the season. You might have a different answer three years into Dansby Swanson's contract. We don't know. But right now, if you look at it, think of the things they did, right? They got one of the four shortstops. Good. We hope it's the right guy, but they did it. They went and got one of the four shortstops. Did they get two? No, that would have been the A-plus offseason, but they got one of them. They got Nico Horner signed to an extension. Done. They got another starter that could be a one, two, or three in Tyone. Done. Uh, they added veteran guys. They improved first base. Done. Um, they added another catcher to go the direction they want to go in catcher. Done. The only thing they probably really didn't do, and, and again, $300 million doesn't fix everything, but there were a lot of holes on this team. They didn't really solidify what's going on over at third base. and But they have put in nice stop gaps until the prospects get here. I think it's you can't say it's anything but a successful offseason. The games may prove otherwise, but at least at this point in time, right now, one day before opening day, it's pretty tough to look at this and not say they had a good offseason. They they did spend a lot of money. They got a big contract shortstop, and they also extended the one younger player that we've seen a lot of positive things from get extended for three more years after this season. So in that way, I say yes. Let's Absolutely. get to we, we all filled out the form, right? We we filled out the form where we said, and, I, and this will be coming out in an article, I'm I'm sure, at allchgo.com tomorrow. Some of them. Um, we were all asked, who's going to hit the most home runs on the Cubs this season? And the reason I think that's an important question is, I think it goes hand in hand with a more important question, which is, do they have enough offense? Will they have enough firepower on this team to actually win the amount of games that Cubs fans want to see them win? Not the World Series, but a possible postseason appearance, even if it's the third wild card. So we were asked, who's going to lead the team in home runs? Who's going to have the most pop on the team? And it's pretty interesting. Nobody had more than 32 home runs when we were polled. Everybody, let's see, we have three people with Cody Bellinger. Uh, Jared said Bellinger. Corey said Bellinger. And I said Bellinger. <clears throat> I feel like <laughs> Corey, here's what I think happened. 
I, I said 31 and and then Corey immediately went with the prices right and went one below me. That's probably what happened there. But you see Cody with Seiya Suzuki 31, Ryan going Trey Mancini 26, and Brendan is the the high mark. He now thinks Nico with an extension will hit 69 home runs this season. <laughs> if we had the water bottle, we'd be spraying Brendan right now. <laughs> I love it. I'll say this. if When you look at that graphic and you see the different – I don't know if having – let me say, I guess, if Suzuki and Bellinger both hit like 30 home runs, you'll have enough power. But if Trey Mancini leads the team with 26 home runs, as Ryan suggests, I think that is a red flag that he believes this team does not have enough power and offense – to get to the postseason. Would you agree think, with that? Like Mancini hits 26 and leads the team. Is that enough? I think him leading the team would be concerning at 26. But if mm-hmm. Trey Mancini has a 26 homer season, that bodes really well for him kind of getting back to form and having a good season himself. I I, I think I just like, I don't know how I don't know where I would peg Cody Bellinger to finish the season, right? Like I don't necessarily think he's gonna regain his MVP form, but I think he looked healthy in the spring. Uh, Brendan, you know, when we spoke last was big on, of course, it's just spring training, but his strikeout rate in the spring was really in that range where it was when he was having better to great seasons with the Dodgers, as opposed to much higher where it was in the years where he was not as good on offense. Uh, So I think if he can keep that K rate down, like he did in the spring with the Cubs, just playing at Wrigley, the baskets, the wind blowing in or out, right? It's going to help him. It's going to hurt him. But I just, I think regardless of whether he's a, a monster completely on offense, I think he's going to run into some home, some home runs playing at Wrigley Field. Yeah. So if Bellinger hits 30 bombs, man, there's no way this team's selling at the deadline. I, I Like all kinds of injuries or just complete um, – uh, regression from other guys would have happened that we didn't expect. I feel if he hits 30 bombs and the Cubs are selling at the deadline. And I guess that means that he would probably be sold at the deadline. Um, but I like, I took say just one, cause I wanted to be different from everyone else too, because I know he's going to be out the first couple weeks, but um you know, this is a big year for him. He's got to find a way to be able to stay on the field. And if you're only going to miss the first couple of weeks of April, fine. I am worried about the oblique, but um, I, if he can stay on the field, he has 30 home run potential, man. Like it's, there's, there's a reason that he came from Japan to here and was highly touted. Uh, I think that you see a little bit more power out of say this year and on top of a really good approach. And we've talked about, you know, how he was screwed on so many strikeouts last year. If he's healthy, he can be one of the best players on this team. And that's why these first two weeks of the season are going to be interesting without him. Because like, again, like if, if they are, if they are a wild card or division top of the division competitive team, like, he will be a big part of it. So I, this is me trying to manifest the Cubs being good. I think if the Cubs are good, he's probably leading them in homers, in my opinion. And I, it sounds I love... like he might be back sooner than we expected. Like It right. doesn't seem like he's too far away, which is obviously great news. By the way, uh, Barb's asking, are these guys on edibles? <laughs> and in the same chat, Barb also suggested Rios will hit the most home runs, which is an interesting name that we – left off. I just don't know if he'll get enough consistent playing time, either wisdom or Rios. Both are possible answers for the, for the question, Mm -hmm. but I think they're going to be splitting a lot of playing time. And that's why, that's why I put Bellinger. I think Bellinger is going to get the majority of the playing time in center field. I will say, go ahead, Corey. I was just going to say that I love, I love the say a pick. I think, um, you know, I've, I've been, extremely bullish on say a all off season i probably would have picked him if i knew exactly when he was going to come back you know mm-hmm. um and it again like luke said it seems like that's progressing really well they avoided a worst case scenario that you know it sounds like i mean maybe like mid-april right yeah. like they're 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 moving that along pretty quickly um and i i think he's going to be more comfortable he put on more muscle 
I, I think he's in for a big year. I always have, but I think just the little bit of uncertainty, I, I deferred to Bellinger to Barbara's point though. Like I love what Rios has been doing in the spring. I think Luke, you're exactly right. It's just a question of whether he plays enough, but you watched him in the spring, just smacking the ball. The, the, I think he ended up with four home runs in the spring and even the doubles that he was hitting to the alleys or to the wall, he just hits the piss out of the ball. And I think if he gets a chance, you know, him and Wisdom are, are very similar players, right? It's all about kind of keeping that K rate down to a playable level, right? They they can platoon hit the other side of pitchers. It, it, it sounds like a beautiful situation that they can have there as long as the two of them aren't striking out 40% of the time, right? <laughs> if Rios is in there and getting an opportunity, you saw in the spring, like he can hit rockets. So mm-hmm. if he can make a little, like a tinge more content, a contact, and he gets that opportunity to play, he could definitely be up there by the end of the year because he hits the ball really hard. I'll say uh, on Twitter today, I saw a friend, a friend uh, not of the program, but just friend in general, uh, Tony Andraki from Marquee. Uh, they were promo, uh, they were, he tweeted a video uh, where he said that he thought Edwin Rios could be the Cubs' big breakout player this year. And Talked about it a little bit yesterday about Rios and and uh, Morell on why he got demoted. You know, Rios, like Corey said, if he can you know limit the strikeouts to a playable level, then he 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 could. I I, I don't necessarily disagree with Barbara, especially these first couple of weeks. He's probably going to get plenty of playing time um, because Wisdom will probably play more right field than third base uh, or Master Boney, of course, but. I know that they're going to play the matchups. If it's a righty out there, I'm going to assume that it's Rios that's playing. And if it's a lefty, Wisdom will be in the lineup. So, I mean, we'll we'll see, but that's kind of how I envision it. And, I mean, you look at Rios, like, in the years with the Dodgers, right, he's got uh, 20 homers and less than 300 big league plate appearances. He hit, in 2022, he hit seven in just 92 plate appearances, right? Obviously, he has to put together the complete package over – a longer period of time for the Cubs to trot him out there every day or most days. But clearly like the guy has game power. We've seen the raw power. You watch him take BP or whatever. It translates to the game. Like even in a small amount of plate appearances, the guy hits homers. It's just a question of whether or not he can put it all together enough that David Ross and company feel comfortable playing him on a regular basis. But like to, Tony's prediction, like I, I've really enjoyed watching Rios all spring. I'm, I'm excited to see if he can do it because I think the potential is there. Yeah, and and I don't want to get too amped up over Cactus League baseball, but I think there's still reason to be excited about him. So we'll just see how it plays out. There's a lot of uh, so far in this podcast. I'll keep track of this. There's been the word "could" has been said a lot. Sometimes that's a red flag, but I think those coulds are way more likely than they were a year ago when pretty much the entire podcast was could, maybe, if. Mm -hmm. I think all of the answers and possibilities have a higher percentage than they did at this time last year. And we'll get to that when we pick our win totals for the season. But first, let's do most likely all-star on the Cubs this season. And it's interesting because I don't think you can rule out the possibility of multiple all-stars now is it likely Eh, i don't know i don't know if it's likely because that usually happens on really good teams you know but i think there are enough guys that could have really good seasons at their position i can think of two already i can look at it and say could i see my choice for the for the list who's going to be the cubs all-star if we're only picking one the, the most obvious choice, a lot of people picking Dansby Swanson. Why not? All-star before, been there. So we see Ryan, Corey, and Brendan all going Dansby Swanson. I think Brendan actually might have said Dansby Horner because he'd <laughs> like to mix the two. He wants to mix the two. But yeah. we're just going to be – the first name he put was Dansby. So we're going Dansby Swanson. I think I think uh, that's possible, but why why not Ian Happ? Why am I the only person saying Ian Happ? The yeah. guy was an all-star. He was a gold glover before. Left field is a spot where he can still get it done. And unless something happens in the next 48 hours or 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 so, he's playing for a contract. 
And Gary saying, Luke, Hap is getting traded. That doesn't mean he can't be an all-star and have a good season. I think more good is going to come from Ian Hap. I'm not saying he's going to be on the team next year, but I am saying I think he can have a really good season. And I think he could be an all-star again. Yeah, I mean, I went with Horner just because, you know, I think his his trajectory is just going up. Uh, as we talked about yesterday when we reacted to the extension, I think that he uh, moving back to second base, he kind of I mean, I've I've looked at a lot of rankings from other people and like a lot of people are high on this guy. He's got a lot to prove still, obviously, uh, but watching a, lot, a, lot, a couple of these uh, spring training games here at the end of spring where I'm not saying they weren't trying before, but you're definitely seeing a more consistent lineup of what you're probably going to see. Guy's going to be the leadoff hitter for the Cubs to start the year and just seeing the approach and seeing what uh, he's bringing to the table as far as, you know, just being a really good contact hitter and the speed being able to steal bases, something I think the Cubs are going to be top five in the league in and at least attempting this year. Um, I think he brings all kinds of those intangibles that can make a ball club good. And also, I mean, the Cubs had two all-stars last year and that team was not good. This team's going to significantly be better. So I think Nico, like I, I think Swanson obviously could too, but again, I went with someone else that hadn't picked or hadn't been picked. And I, at the time, I think everyone had Swanson on the list and except for Jared. So I was like, fine, Nico. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, to uh, I'm looking at the chat here on YouTube and to Mike's point, I think the answer on Saya is going to be similar for a lot of these questions. I would have said Saya if I knew exactly when he was coming back. I don't think he's going to be out long enough to take him out of the all-star conversation. If he comes back around mid-April, that's plenty of time for him to play well enough and, you know, earn the favor to get in that conversation. We just didn't know, um, you know, especially when we were putting these predictions together. I pick Swanson just because I expect him to have a big year. I've, I, I'm I'm very easily, I think I, I'm the type of uh, fan at this point who throughout the offseason, I try to be as rational as possible, you know, uh, thinking analytically, things like that. And then I watch one video where Dansby says, I can't wait to be a cub and play in front of the fans at Wrigley field. I'm like, all right, let's go MVP. You know, like he's an all-star. I, I, I get very easily swayed into being a, a Homer and overly optimistic. So I'm just excited to have him. And I think he's going to have a big year. If I were making sort of a sneaky pick, I would go along the lines of the bet that Cody placed. I think I, I'm, I'm so in on Jamison Tyone. Um, he, he was really good for a Yankees team last year. That's obviously a tough place to pitch the short porch and right field, uh, obviously a similarly big and high expectation environment. You look at, uh, 23 strikeouts, no walks in the spring. He's developing new pitches. He's working with the Cubs pitching infrastructure, big season for Jamison Tyone coming, uh, whether that's an all-star season, who knows, but if I were Adding to my pick, I'm I'm big on Jamison Tyone. And you know what's funny, Corey, is I think we would all agree. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but we would all agree, I believe, that pitching will be the strength of this 2023 Cubs team. At least on paper, it looks like the pitching staff will be the strength of the team. But it's harder to find. It's it's more difficult to find the All Star in the pitching staff than it is. Uh, a position player for some reason. For instance, you mentioned, do I think Tyone could be an all-star? I could see that play out. Could I see Stroman being an all-star? I could see that play out. Could I see Steele or Wisness? I could see that play out. Like, it's not an impossibility. I could see that as, as something that could happen. But then when I look around the position players, even though there's more uncertainty with each of the guys, there are, in some cases, proven track records proven past all-stars that are there and seeing you know we don't see bellinger on that list but if if cody bellinger is going to hit 31 32 home runs guys he's going to be in the conversation for being an all-star so that's another guy do i agree nico horner absolutely moved to second base i think he could be the best second baseman in the national league so i think he could be an all-star dansby i agree absolutely could or likely will be in an all-star ian happ Cody Bellinger, Seiya Suzuki. All of those guys could be all-stars. I just think it's interesting that 
while we think the strength of the team will be the pitching staff, I think there's a better chance that their all-stars could come from the position players. All right. The big who you got decision is coming up. It's just moments away, plus more predictions from us. But first, the Conergy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial quick kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan Specific to your goals and needs, they can be done in person or virtually, and they last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks of that, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Ready to sign up for that facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request that assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. The chat is absolutely rolling and they're going to be excited for this. AG1 is back on CHGO Cubs. Glad to have them back. They've been on CHGO, but now, just in time for baseball, they're back. This is a product I've been using every single day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Now I've been on it, Cody, for a full year. I started it before the season last year, but right now I can say, like every player said in spring training, this might be the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. And yeah. it's all thanks to AG1. Absolutely. I mean, you, you look younger every single day, Stuck. It's the gut health. It's the gut health, Cody. I'm telling you, this stuff doesn't taste, looks, no, it doesn't taste super healthy. My bad. I'm not, I'm not up to snuff on these reads. I forgot them. It doesn't <laughs> taste like it's super healthy. It's a kind of mild tropical taste that I look forward to taking each morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all these things. I hope it's in the Cubs clubhouse. I get a noticeable boost of energy. I take it first thing in the morning, empty stomach, and yeah, there I go. Lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with the AG1. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a regular cup of water every day. That's right. Filtered Lake Michigan water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So when the postseason gets here, you'll have your travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, and tell them Grandpa Stucky sent you. Uh, All right, here we go. Are you ready? Two things. First off, I was surprised you didn't say giddy up. I missed that part about the AG1 ad. Well, that could be the next time. Okay. Number two, Fernando, our favorite, because he always leaves those super or yeah, super chats. Yeah. He, he arrived late today because he thought the show was at two, and he asked if he missed anything. So I want to remind him and anyone else who's came in late that we just dropped new merch, and it's new awesome, merch. and you should go buy it because you'll love us. I mean, this new is incredible merch. stuff. It's the CHGO Ivy shirt, CHGO in the red brick outfield wall, Ivy around it, 312 down the middle, and the other one, the beautiful and historic, kind of shaped like the marquee a little bit, beautiful and historic, both in cubby blue, both in very comfortable t-shirts, all chgo.com. Go to the locker, get them now. While you're there, sign up to be a diehard so you don't miss Ryan Herrera's articles throughout the season absolutely Check mike dubs already line. bought one man dubs already bought it see hashtag mike dubs that is officially 39 more days we have of dubs on this podcast because Corey, i don't know if you know this 
hit us with a 50 he hit 50 super chat mike dubs so now for 50 straight days mike dubs <laughs> tip of the cap right here on the chgo potty shout out to gerard too yes we gerard as well him. So, like, I think like 45 days for Gerard. And at this point, Fernando has added up to 50 bucks, probably. He's got a lot of $2, $4 almost every single day. He's here every day. God bless him. So, more predictions coming up. Do you want to get to the who you got stuff or you want to continue with predictions around Major League Baseball that we have? What do you think? I feel like who you got should be done at the end because that's how that's when who you got is always. All right. All right. We're going to push it. All right. Mm Major League predictions that we made. How about our National League Rookie of the Year? And this is kind of interesting because I saw Cody's first, and I thought, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Then I saw uh, Jared come across, and I was like, okay, okay. And I thought, I'm putting down Hayden West Nasty. (laughs) And wow, all of a sudden, Corey and Brendan were there too. Boom, boom, Wesneski, Wesneski, Wesneski. A lot of us high on West Nesky. By the way, that's another guy. When you're talking about an all-star, it's a lot to ask from a rookie pitcher. Don't rule it out. That's another guy that has that type of potential. We'll, we'll see how it all unfolds, and maybe we're putting too much pressure on some of these guys. Kodai Singh is an interesting one. Corbin Carroll and Ryan, I expected that. You know, they're the uh, they're the media. They're the press. <laughs> yeah. I went with Kodai Senga one because again I I saw the same name for multiple people. I'm like, all right, let's choose someone different. I I I will say though that I play I responsibly placed a wager on Hayden Wisniewski to win Rookie of the Year for the National <laughs> League plus three thousand. I did it this morning while I was Ooh. on I, while I was on the treadmill at my local gym, and uh, you know if I if if this is I, you know we're manifesting the best way I can. I'm giving my my all to the Chicago Cubs. Um, but I mean, Kodai Senga, if you want me to justify it, I mean, I just, if the Mets are going to be good, man, like obviously they're going to be good, but with all like kind of the injuries they have, like, I don't know if Nimmo is, is, is fully okay, ready to go yet, but like him, obviously uh, Edwin Diaz is out, which isn't as big of a deal as, you know, a guy who would play every single day, but I don't know, man, like uh it's hard to trust Verlander and Scherzer at their age to just be 30 starts elite every single day. So I feel like if the Mets are going to be as good as a lot of people believe they will be, it's going to be because this guy shoves a lot. So that's why I put him on the graphic. Um, but I, 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 I want Wesneski to be it. Or you can also place a very responsible wager on Brennan Davis at plus 10,000. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, why did you go Wisniewski? I, I mean, we saw him get the nod for the fifth starter job. He will not be the fifth starter in due time. That's just a technicality, right? Uh, if he gets the starts, he's just nasty, man. I, I mean, we saw it all spring. We saw it at the end of 2022. I, I think Kodai Senga is a great choice. He looks nasty, too. I saw him throwing, I, I think, touching 100. He's got like a, a fork ball. I mean, he's he's filthy, right? Gyro ball, um, whatever he calls it. But, you know, and I, I, I saw in the chat, you know, Jordan Walker, but over my dead body, will I give any credit to the Cardinals? So uh, we're going to ignore that. I just think if Wisniewski gets the starts, you know, Brendan's in the chat now, like his slider's disgusting. It's just one of the best sliders in the league. And we saw him touch 97, maybe a hot gun in Arizona in his last outing. But if he can live in the the mid and and touch those upper 90s to go along with that slider, he's just nasty. He's got the attitude for it. Um, we see it every time. I love the strut off the mound when he strikes guys out. I think if he gets the starts, right, if he's able to manage those innings and uh, everything is going well in that regard, I I, I think he can definitely do it. Uh, did we mention Hayden Wesneski's slider? Yes, we just did. Uh, should we be concerned that a core or – Corey, should we be concerned that Brendan is checking in from his job at NASA to do the live show? Uh, should we be? Should he be more focused on his job at NASA right now, or is it okay to be checking? He might, in on he might get fired, but as as everybody knows about uh, Brendan, you know he same as me. We get close to opening day, he's yeah. willing to risk it. He'll risk yeah. it all for the Chicago Cubs. He'll put it Nick all Horner, 
Nico Horner hits a home run tomorrow, Brendan uh, genuinely might get fired. So when he walks, when Brendan walks into NASA tomorrow with his face painted blue and his chest has a replica of Nico Horner's jersey painted onto it, the folks at NASA are going to understand that it's opening day. That's just the way they are. They're good people there. And and we're happy to have Brendan there uh, taking care of our space system. So big of here him. we go. Very big of him. <laughs> and by the way, Brendan, you know, the next thing would be come to Chicago and and, and visit us in person. Please. That that we want to see. Yeah. Hot dogs in person. Bye. Um okay, let's do let's do the playoffs because playoffs, that's playoffs. right. We said playoffs. Who are the playoff teams in the National League? And this was interesting because it's a small – we all have different variations of who's winning the division, who are the wild cards, but there aren't that many different teams being chosen. It's it's still – you can get six teams into the postseason, and mine were division winners, Dodgers, Phillies, wild card teams, Padres, Cubs, Mets. Okay? So – Wait, yes, Cards, Dodgers, Phillies, Padres, Cubs, Mets. So I left out the Braves. And anybody else I leave out of that list? Really, like, there's like seven teams. What what other team are we forgetting when you see the list of teams that could be in the postseason? Um, are, are, we, are we underestimating? Like, we might be overestimating the Cubs. Three of us had the Cubs in there. Um Cody had him as wild card. I had him as a wild card. Okay, we might overestimate the Cubs. Who's a team in the National League you might be underestimating to make the postseason? The Diamondbacks, I think, are Ooh. a team that – I think the Diamondbacks are a lot like the Cubs um, in terms of just being a, a like underrated coming in the year. You know, We were just talking about Corbin Carroll – Zach Gallen is a Cy Young candidate, I believe. They got some other good pitchers there. Um, and I'm trying to manifest uh, good all-city relationships with our guys at PHNX. Um, but that NL West is tough, so I don't know if that will actually play out. That's why I feel better about the Cubs making the wild card than I do um, the Diamondbacks. And the reason I think the Cubs can make the, di- uh, the wild card is because I'm down on the Phillies. Reese Hoskins out for the year. They don't have a lot of great depth. Their farm system stinks. Harper is out to begin the year. I know Trey Turner is there and he had a great world baseball classic and he came back and hit a couple home runs in the spring. It's one guy. It's one guy. And again, I don't know when Harper's coming back. And I think I will start to take the Phillies seriously when Harper comes back and whatever their record is if it's a if it's a good record if they've if they have treaded above water and harper comes back then i'll say i was wrong about that but uh, overall i don't feel great about the phillies so i think that the cubs can be in there in that wild card race because of that i think i think the most interesting thing and it affects the cubs too you know obviously they've changed the schedule a little bit it's not as division heavy as it used to be uh but that nl east is really just quite interesting right you've got you know as cody just went through the phillies are are dealing with a lot but if they were all healthy quite a, a nice roster that they would have put together if that happens at some point um but braves are really strong the Mets, obviously, really strong, even with some of the injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, so that's going to be a, a real tough division to ultimately come out on top of. And will be interesting to see if two of them make the playoffs, three of them make the playoffs. It's it's just a tight, tight space. I think uh, when I look at the whole landscape, I, per usual, and I guess I've been wrong about this in some years, I, I just don't get it with the Brewers. Um, I think they obviously have some great pitching. We've seen that. We've been frustrated by it as Cubs fans. There's no denying they have some great pitching. Um, but I think in a lot of these projections and predictions and things like that, a lot of people have them as like a no brainer second place in the NL central. And I, I just don't see it. I just don't think they're that good. Um, I ended up picking, you know, St. Louis to win the division. Mostly, you know, you got to have a little reverse jinx energy, right? Like I can't, I can't just be 
all about the Cubs, right? It's bad juju, yeah, right? You have to right. be like, you know, you have to embrace the underdog spirit, right? This isn't 2015 or 2016 when we can sit here and say, yeah, the Cubs are going to win 100 games easy. Like, watch out, everybody. Um, but I will say, you know, like, I, I think the the key for them is going to be that offense they have a ton of talented players on that st louis offense i don't love their pitching staff uh so i think that's an area where if that doesn't come together for them that's an area where you know the cubs might be able to capitalize and we might be looking at a year in the nl central uh similar to years past where it's not exactly a high win total that gets you in uh as the winner of the nl central so i in doing the predictions for allchgo.com, I left the Cubs out of it. Again, got to embrace that underdog mentality. You know, a little bulletin board material for my own team. Don't want to, uh, you know, you got to put the reverse jinx out there, right? Uh, but I think it's it's a crowded NL field. Like, there's some really good teams. And I think uh, especially in that West, the top of the NL West and the top of the NL East, difficult to say who wins that division, right? It's It's been the Dodgers out West for a long time. And the Padres have spent, they have moved literally heaven and earth to try and beat the Dodgers uh, and, and win that division. So we'll see if they can do it. And I think that's the tricky part for the Cubs is that the, the top of the NL has a lot of good teams. It's not going to be easy necessarily to sneak in there, but you know, we know what the Cubs are trying to do. We know what would have to happen for it to come together and, I, I certainly think we've seen crazier things. Yeah. yeah, nobody picked the Brewers. Not not a single person picked the Brewers to make the postseason. I hope that's I, I not. I just don't uh, see it. I, don't uh, see I, it. I hope we're all right about that. Um, what about the Giants? You know, the Giants have had some good teams, and I, I don't I don't see them either. So you mentioned the Diamondbacks. Okay, it's another team. I just think it's interesting that if I take the Cubs off my list and replace them with the Braves which might be more realistic. Uh, there aren't that many teams that I think could really surprise in the National League. There just aren't, which is why I think there's a chance that the Cubs could sneak into the postseason. Yeah. That they they've potentially have a, a good enough mix of veteran free agents that they brought in on short-time deals. Dansby's deal makes them a better team. They got better pitching than they did last year. All of those things make me think there's at least a possibility. Whereas I don't, I don't think there's that many teams that can really say that. I, some people say, you know, I, I, are the Marlins a playoff team? They'll be. Their pitching is great. Yeah, they have great, great pitching, but not I don't in think that division. A playoff team. Yeah. I, I don't think Giants. Are. The division they're in is is too tough. The Rockies aren't going to be a playoff team. They might win more games than you think. But they're not they're not a playoff team. The Reds and Pirates aren't playoff teams. Mm -hmm. So could I see the Cubs being one of six? I think it's possible. Well, I and I possible. think I think as we've talked about, you know, to get like Cubs specific as we talk about these playoff predictions, I think the key for them, as we all know, is how this season gets off to a start. Right. You don't want to put too much. It's a 162 game season. You don't want to overreact to one series with the Brewers or that first homestand or whatever it is. But as we've seen in years past, it's just so important for this group right now to get off to a good start because we just don't know exactly what the front office's thinking is. Right. And I'm not saying if they start, you know, under 500 for the first three weeks of the season, Jed is getting ready to sell. But it's just one of those things where the earlier they can kind of show that competitiveness, that's when all those gears start turning, right? We think about Brennan Davis. We read that report from Brian Smith of Bleacher Nation talking about how if they were competitive last year, they may have been aggressive with some of the prospects in the system. I think Daniel Palencia was one of those guys. They would have just brought up to throw 100 miles an hour, right, out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't it – doesn't, the season isn't won or lost in early April, but just with where this team is, where some of these contracts are, the way they built this roster, you got to get off to a good start. And that's where those gears start turning like, okay, do we want to maybe think about bringing these guys up in the middle of the season or the end of the season to contribute to a playoff run? Do we want to look at buying at the deadline instead of selling? What I, I think it affects a lot of things. So I, uh, 
I think the answer for how this season is going to go for the Cubs is is really dependent on the the early going here because we know as an organization they're not all in on 2023, right? You can make yeah. an effort to win in 2023, but this isn't win or bust. This is not like we need to sell everything in the house to make 2023 successful. If it, if it isn't going well by the deadline, it isn't going well by the deadline, right? And you know, while we're on the show right now, like we're reading, they're talking to Ian Happ at Wrigley Field. They're talking to him about not having an extension. And he's saying the same thing we've heard a lot of these guys say in the past. I'm going to take it day by day. We didn't get anything done. We went through the process. I'm not going to comment on whether it's done or not done, but we didn't get anything done. And, you know, so that's why I say that, right? Like if, if they're middling around and they don't believe they have a legitimate shot at the division or a playoff spot, you know, maybe that's a situation that they look to move if they're hot in the early going here and they're threatening the Cardinals or they look in a good position relative to some of those NL East teams that we talked about for those wild card spots. Maybe conversations are different. So I think it's it's very important for the Cubs to hit the ground running in this season and, and put their best foot forward to try to win games right away, which sounds obvious, but I think you guys know what I mean. And even if it's not um, a great start, like you're saying, or, or just a good start, you don't you don't want the reverse. You don't want the terrible start that you have to dig your way out of yeah. when you don't know what the answers are halfway through the season. But if they can at least be average, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think this is. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't believe this is the next great Cubs team. That's not where we're at in this rebuild process. But this could be the next fun Cubs team. This could be the next surprising Cubs team. This could be the next average Cubs team. And frankly, those last three things, I would still take all of those. If, yeah. if that's the way this season turns out to be, that it's a, a good, fun, or surprising team, or all three of those, sign me up for 2023. Because the arrow, regardless of what happens with the free agents that they've signed, specifically the Bellingers, the Mancinis, the Hosmers, the short-term guys, Rios. Regardless of what happens with them, if the prospects develop and the young players that are on the roster develop, 23 will be a success even if they don't make the postseason. I don't think they have to be a playoff team to be on the right track. It just would be nice, and it would um, maybe show you that they're further down that path than maybe some people think. That that's the way I look at it. I, Absolutely, we've got uh, who you got to get to. We also want to give our record predictions. We got about eight minutes left. So first, I want to tell you how to get ready for opening day. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams around. So get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the Fan Cave, North Side, South Side, hoodie, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow apparel from the. Leader in merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for that perfect gift for opening day. Oh, look at those new decorations they sent us. Eric's got it. The set will be decorated with Foco merch. You say Jake just dropped all this off for me. So very nice. Yeah. And you can be decorated in a nice hoodie, maybe for opening day. You got to be warm. Might need a winter hat. Might need gloves. Might need two hoodies. Either way, make sure you stop by Foco. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items below use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off and cody likes to do a little bit of the gambling he's done a little bit of the sprinkling how about a DraftKings pick of the week cody oh you know i'm taking cubs money line tomorrow luke come on man we're taking cubs money line plus 120 tomorrow stroh versus corbin burns they beat corbin burns on opening day last year with that team with that roster Rafael Ortega leading off last year. They somehow won that game. Uh, and we just saw sat here and said that we didn't think the Brewers going to be that good. You're giving me the Cubs as a home underdog on opening day? Hammer it. Give me the Cubs tomorrow. Let's ride. <laughs> Mike Dubs is riding with you. He's happy about okay. it. By the way, not everyone is lucky or fortunate like one Cody Freeman who's quite – Corey Friedman. I just combined the, the hybrid of Cody. Yeah, and I just I. made a Brizzo out. I just made a Brizzo out of you. Corey guys. Del Mendo. <laughs> Corey Del Mendo. I like it. Uh, not everybody has season tickets like Corey. Not everybody's as fully invested as Corey is. 
but you could still be at opening day. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets. Created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. And the best way to support us right now is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. (sighs) Here we go. Records for this season, the big predictions thing, and we are all drinking the Cubby Kool-Aid. Let me tell you, because when I thought of this maybe a month ago, I thought optimistic for me might be the 500 mark. People are asking, is it a 500 team? Would it be successful if they're 500? Yes, it would. We all have them over 500. (laughs) Everybody here took them over 500. Now, (laughs) Look at the – we all knew Cody was going to be the high mark. What were you la- What were you last year? Were you 89 last year? I went 87 last year. Eight, so you're one higher <laughs> this year. And like I said in Slack, I said in Slack that I only went one higher this year because I just can't take the shit you guys are going to give me if things don't go well. So big of me to be a little bit more uh, – to not go full Dell Metrics here because Dell Metrics says the Cubs are going 162-0. and 0. Uh, but you know, no one takes that metric seriously. So I went with 88 because I, and, and, and to be real, I just think 88 is the floor. So I just went with the floor or not the the, the ceiling. I mean, 84. I, I just think they're, they're better than last year. I think, you know, you look at a team last year, they won 74 games. They sold off at the deadline. They had so many guys that they've replaced. I think I, I, I apologize. I don't remember who in the YouTube chat listed some of the names that they've replaced, but like you're replacing. And again, not maybe not with all-stars, maybe not with uh, guys you're sure of exactly how they're going to perform, but you replace guys like Rafael Ortega, uh, Frank Schwindel, et cetera, with better players, right? How much better we'll see. Like, you know, does that all equal 10 wins? It, I'm not doing it in, you know, that kind of exact of a way, but I just think the the one thing that I, I really look forward to this year, and I've said this before, I think they are going to play a much cleaner brand of baseball, right? Rafael Ortega in particular, right? Not to pick on him, but was not particularly good defensively in center field. Cody Bellinger is elite. Rafael Ortega led the team last year in two plans, outs on the bases, mistakes on the bases. Cody Bellinger is an elite base runner, right? Uh, Frank Schwindel, very fun at the end of 2021, but let's be realistic there, right? You've replaced him in a guy in Trey Mancini. I I expect to be a lot better. I'm iffy on Eric Hosmer, but still better than Frank Schwindel, right? Um, you've gone all in on your catching tandem, being focused on making the pitchers better. You have more depth. I think you have higher upside in the rotation this year than you did last year. And you have one of the best, if not the best middle infield defenses in baseball. So I think they're going to play uh, a particular brand of baseball, a cleaner brand of baseball, and one that is dependent on getting outs, right? As simple as that sounds, they are not at that level that Jed Hoyer wants them to be where they're blowing teams out with that offense, but I think they can win a lot of competitive games. And that's just one of the things we didn't see them do in the last couple of years is win those close games, win all of those little battles on the margin. It's a basketball analogy, right? But they always say like, who gets the loose balls, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the those little things that the Cubs were not doing in these past years. They mm-hmm. were making mistakes on the bases. They were making mistakes in the field. They were not driving those you know little runners in, right? And I think they're going to be better than that. I think 84 is, you know, not particularly exciting, but I wanted to leave a little room, right? Like high, you know, standard deviation one way or the other, right? (laughs) Um, But I would say just looking at the predictions, right? Like Cody has him at 88, 88 games was enough to win the National League Central in 2003. So let's just manifest that energy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fernando, the Super Chat, 97 wins. Print the receipt now. I totally (laughs) understand what you're saying Corey and and we've heard Jed Hoyer talk about it a little bit in that 
this this is the way they built this team. It it was they looked at all the free agents and they thought, how can we get better? And they've decided instead of going crazy and going all in on an Aaron Judge contract where you know he's going to make them better, they thought we've got way too many ways to make this team better that that are necessary to be better before we're actually a good team. And so some of them aren't going to be flashy this year. Some of the things the average baseball fan or the average Joe turning on a game might not notice, but it's the stuff that Corey's talking about where they think if we tighten this up, maybe that leads to four or five more wins. And then we add some players that some pitchers that might also lead to a couple more wins. And all of a sudden you're in the mix for things base running and Things like uh, fielding aren't necessarily exciting unless they're done to a Chris Bryant slash Javi Baez level. When Javi's stealing home, you're like, oh, that's great. But Chris Bryant as a base runner, most people watching a game don't realize he's a good base runner. But when you watch enough Cubs games at the time, you could look at it and say, that guy's a real good base runner. He just took an extra base, and most players didn't see the way that ball was heading to the outfield and he immediately knew off the bat, I'm going for second base. Mm-hmm. Those things are overlooked sometimes. They're not sexy, but if this Cubs team is going to get to the postseason, they're going to have to do the non-sexy things well, as well as a few of the sexy things too. They're going to have to have some sort of combo in there because they don't have the elite talent right now to just go all on talent. Most teams don't. So I put them at, the only number I could think of when a number came to my mind, and it was 83. That's right. So I went with 83, but I could see them anywhere from 80. I think they're at least an 80-win team. I could see them going anywhere from 80 all the way up to 88 or 89. Could could I see that happening? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if – I don't know if – Cody's right, but I knew he'd be the the most optimistic. And I don't think he's I don't think he's on a boat all by himself right now. I think there's well, a lot I, of Cubs fans that think that's a realistic mark. I, there's a lot of people in the chat making a lot of good points, right? Like if this team is competitive, if things are going well, you know, if Matt Mervis is playing well, you bring him up, you inject that power into the lineup, maybe you accelerate PCA's timeline like crazy. Cody Hoyer could be coming back. You get some reinforcements there. I like there there's a lot of possibilities right for as much as you know I think people worry like oh what happens if they're not good and they're selling at the deadline again they got a lot of potential pieces to move around and play with if they are competitive and good and say hey let's get aggressive like Mm -hmm. we're in this we're threatening St. Louis we're threatening a playoff spot let's make some moves here I also see we got a couple super chats rolling in holy shit Look at this, Dustin Allen, uh, four ninety nine. This is for when CHGO goes to London to watch the Cubs take first place in the division. Ninety wins, go Cubs! And Brian G, does that eighty seven? Eighty seven dollars. Thank Should've you, Brian. One more. I'm assuming the eighty seven is for how many wins he thinks the Cubs win this year. That is. Just yeah. wanted to thank CHGO podcast crew for all the great content over the offseason. Eighty seven dollars for my prediction of eighty seven wins. Let's go. You guys are tops. Brian Appreciate G. that, Brian. Should now get mentioned for 87 straight. Brian, Dustin, and everybody else. Fernando, appreciate it, guys. Let me let me put that down on my put notepad. It, I've got Gerard. Put it on the list. Uh, we got to mention Brian G tomorrow at the Gerard pre- or at the at the pregame show. Mike Dobbs <laughs> and Brian G. And Brian G. Has 86 oh more shows. Hell in yeah! Uh, and I like Brian G's uh, optimism. He, uh, we got to meet him at the happy hour that, that we've done, the one that we've done so far, which we'll be doing a lot more once the season starts. So I'm excited. Yeah. Make sure and- you go to allchgo.com right now, RSVP, so we can hang out with you tomorrow. It's free. You just have to RSVP. We're going to have some dope merch giveaways. We're going to have drink deals, food deals, and the live show, 11 to 12, pregame show. It's a pregame party at Country Club 5462 North Clark. All you have to do is make sure you RSVP this afternoon so we know how many people are showing up. That's all we're looking for. Get your name down, get in there, and we'll see you tomorrow. And while you're there, pick up the dope merch at allchgo.com. The two new shirts dropping today. We didn't get to, by the way, the who you got rules. 
So I will just tell you this. There is one rule, and that rule will now have some offshoots that we will get to tomorrow. But the number one rule is the commissioner makes the rules. And with that, we will tell you we'll see you tomorrow, 11 o'clock in the morning at Country Club, opening day for the 2023 Cubs. Until then, full eye the W. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.